previously on Lost. He wasn't just a fat kid. He kept eating that candy bar like as if he could he could do it enough to make his dad come back. <laughs> We're not going to comment on whether or not anyone dies. All we've said from the whole from the beginning is any character can die except for Vincent. Vincent will live till the end. <laughs> and they were like, that being said, we have a lot of story left to tell for a lot of characters. So don't expect that like everybody's going to die. And then Damon Lindelof was like, can you imagine if we just shot Hurley? Man, he is random sauce. Sawyer is family guy. Yeah. So Kate goes right into like, we got to go get Jack. And Sawyer goes right into where. Where's my porn? Where's my porno? Do they do the whole, uh, do you like my hat bit? They do. Lady Lydia. You know, the funny thing was, I honestly expected, when you said it was an adaptation of Go Dog Go, the first thing I pictured was, like, the BoJack Horseman version where they're all depressed. (laughs) Actually sounds kind of good. Yeah, I could see that being good. Like uh, Fantastic no. Mr. Fox style. No, they are uh, they are all children and they uh they do missions. They all drive they all drive fucking rockets and shit and like Oh, it, that, yeah, that sounds pretty far from the source material. It, it's a very weird uh town because it's a town called Poston and they're all dogs and like most of it there's not there's not really the Pluto problem. Like there's no dogs that are like pets. But there's some that sometimes seem like it. Um, I'm trying to think of what kind of hate crimes would happen in Boston. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like on, on the way home from a game. A, uh, a chihuahua gets jumped by a couple of Great Danes. Yeah, it sounds about, sounds about right. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, on that cheery note, you want to, yeah. uh, you want to talk about fucking Lost? I do. Let's do it. Because uh, this is the Lost Me podcast. My name's Ben. That's Spencer. We talk about the show Lost one episode at a time because I've seen it a whole bunch. Uh, Spencer has never seen it. And tonight we are talking about episode uh, 11 of season three, Enter 7-7. First time we've checked in with, in Saeed, for, uh, with Saeed for a while. So how do you want to – what do you think? How, how sorry, do I want to slice I, the pie? I, I lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> one of the best just like uh, sitcom-y beach – plots we've had i think this season so far i think maybe the only one we've really had so far yeah part of it was just that we hadn't seen that sort of thing in a while just like i mean i guess you could kind of say last week with the truck with the van yeah i just don't think that one was as good it, it was a little more like serious because it was all part of whatever hurley was going through whereas this one was just pure fun yeah uh and the you know the flashback i think the the best you can say of it was it was short yeah i was gonna say like there were a couple of times when i was like yeah there's really not much flashback here like we're yeah. spending most of our time on the island but i thought i thought the character turn there was uh pretty compelling like to uh make the twist that he was lying he really actually did it that's pretty yeah. cool i will say look, i love everything that happens with kate and Locke and Saeed in this episode. I, it's one of my one of my favorite little stories in Lost is them coming upon Mikhail for the first time. So I can't wait to talk about that. But let's let's save it. Let's do the uh, let's do the flashback first. Mm-hmm. So Saeed add to his bag of tricks. Uh, he, he can use knives to cut people. He can use them to cut vegetables. He somehow 
becomes a, a chef in France. Like, I don't know. That's just, it just feels very random to me. <laughs> it is very random, but I think it tracks. I think I recognize the idea of like the former, like, cold blooded killer who now works as a sous chef. I get it. Um, you know, he eventually ends up, you know, in the sort of custody of the husband of this woman he allegedly once tortured. Um, did you see something like that coming, or did you really think that this was just going to be the story of Sayid <laughs> opening his restaurant? <laughs> that would have been such a funny flashback. If yeah. it was just chill. No, see, it is lost. So it would have to not be chill at the end. He would have to, like, the, the restaurant would have to fold. And yeah. at the end, he, he drives it into the ground because he can't stop torturing people or something. Yeah. I was thinking of, back again. Every time torture comes up again, oh like, my God. I, I really have to eat my words from season one, just expecting them to, like, not have much mileage in here. This time, after the episode... I wanted to see the first page of hits for Republican Guard torture, uh-huh. and I think I've t- I think I've hit on why the usage of this plot and like making Saeed the torture in American media is so distasteful to me is because wouldn't you know it the first hits you get are news stories from late two thousand three after the invasion being like. Oh, we found some tapes of the uh, Republican Guard torturing people, uh, as if to just like find some just kind of juice. We're we're here for good reasons, right? Really, really good guys. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, the other thing to say about the torture bit, and I, I was thinking about this, is that I can't help but read this as if we're going to have a political motive to it, instead of it just being coked up producer brain. To me, it's using an Iraqi torture to apologize for American torture mm-hmm. in that, like you can't talk about Zaid being a torturer without talking about how bad he feels about it. <laughs> like <laughs> it's there's, there can be no mention of him being a torturer without it being subtly hinted that the, you know, this is not who Saeed is. He was yeah. forced to do this. And so I re I can't help but read that as saying that about the American use of torture as saying, like, we don't want to do it, we just know we have to. <laughs> yeah, just kind of a, not the shoot and cry, but the torture and cry uh, yeah, exactly. kind, of, kind of film. Yeah, li- li- yeah, limousine liberal apologizes through uh, his non-Iraqi Iraqi character. Yeah, exactly. No, of course, I love that. I love that line where an Iraqi-looking actor is like looking at Saeed and being like, I knew you were one. Yeah, yeah you're, man. As, you're as Iraqi as I am. Naveen. Yeah, yep. <laughs> if they cast like a Syrian or an Egyptian or something, that wouldn't bother me so much. But the fact that they cast a fucking British Indian guy to be the Iraqi torture is yeah. wild to me still. But like I said earlier, this, this isn't just, you know, hitting someone with a sack of oranges. This is this is actually making Saeed confront something reprehensible he did. Pretty cool. It's a little better than most of the torture ep- episodes in that regard, I suppose. Yeah, I, I love that, that lady's line, though, at the end. Uh, we're all capable of doing what those children in the alley did to this cat, but I will not do it. <laughs> it's like, you just did it. <laughs> you, yeah, and your, you and your husband just did it. <laughs> it is true. Like... 
I mean, I guess they didn't outright torture him, but they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think once someone is in your captivity, like drinking water out of a dog bowl, <laughs> any, 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 any violence you inflict upon them is torture. I guess that's true. Like, you're, you're a little late if, if, you're, if you're not going to do this. Um, and, you know, she's got a, uh, a heckin' meower. She's, she's given some pets, and Saeed maybe sees that cat later on. Who knows? Oh, fuck, wait, is that... No. No, no it's not literally supposed to be. It's just, that would it's, be so fun if it was. It's just supposed to be, you know, remind it's a, him of... It's of the, the, classic, the classic trope of the cat of confluence. You know, you put a cat in both the A pop plot and, and, the, and the B plot. Is this, is this like a, a TV version of Schrodinger's cat? Like, uh, if you want it to be, cat exists both in plot A and plot B. Yeah, it's a solid little flashback. They really yeah, do keep, right. keep, keep them keep them short these days. I think that is again goes to what they were saying at the time, which was like, we can't do this forever. Like these yeah. characters can only have so many interesting interesting stories in their past. So yeah, um, you'll you'll see how it works out. It's it's very interesting. Um, some more animals unlost. Some random ass cows in the middle of the jungle. I I don't know how if I believe that those cows have just been surviving there. They do not look like they have proper nutrition. The cows are the van, are the ping pong table. You know, yeah, it's all it's all there. Everything's yeah. there. The, your your metaphor from earlier in this, this in the series, I think in season one of Lost as a video game really sticks with me when we come upon these like artifacts or like uh like new areas where it's mm-hmm. like very much plotted out like a video game map like if you're playing like like lost you know U- ubisoft's lost <laughs> yeah you you get the cow icon on your map yeah you, you, gotta, you, have go to, cow. you gotta you gotta um climb to the top of the tallest hill in the area to unlock that region yeah they really did clear a bandit camp in this one, if you're talking about Ubisoft games. That's it's like true. All, all you do is clear bandit camps. That's true. No, I, I actually just bought an Ubisoft game. Is um, it an S- Assassin's Creed? What I bought was Far Cry 5. You that's know, the one set in America, right? Yeah. So that, I like, feel like that, the that's Trump, the one. It's the Trump one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I feel like that if you're gonna play one, you got you gotta see how they how they pulled that off, you know? That's that's kind of exactly what I was thinking. Like yeah. I want to I wanna see how ridiculous it is, if it's actually good, if they actually managed to make it fun. Um You know, if if you want to if you want to make someone okay to kill in a game, you mm-hmm. better make them a violent re- religious fanatic or mind controlled. <laughs> yeah. Either one, and I think this game might do both, so look, I think, look forward I think to that's it. that's right. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, it, you know, a gaming digression works because Locke's plot in this episode is a parable about the, the harms of gaming. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, he was like, we already established Locke is a gamer. That's right. He was a, table, he was a tabletop gamer, but I think it's safe to assume he probably, he probably had a rig, too. I wonder if, like, every night for the past two months, he's just dreamed of playing, like, every boomer's favorite computer game, which is Microsoft Solitaire. Oh, yeah. You know? He just, uh... I feel like Locke, though, if we're being honest about gaming, I feel like Locke may be one of those guys who's like, 
it never got better than Pong. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think he would say that kind of conversationally, but probably like Age of Empires type thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, Locke, Locke playing chess and destroying everything is <laughs> is uh, is a parable for why gamers are America's greatest threat. Uh, Saeed getting shot in the arm and then just being fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also very funny to me. And like, I get that he's a soldier. He's probably dealt with these things before, but it, it does kind of feel like, I feel like you get shot in the arm. You're not just like doing ops and like an hour later. Well, honestly, seeing him get, you know, the bullet pulled out and stitched, stitched up so quickly. I don't want to, I don't want to be shot, but <laughs> like, I would be interested to see just how quickly they could stitch me up and send me on my way if, like, you know, it kind of passed through, you know what I mean? If you, if you caught a bullet, like, in the arm or in the shin or something. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't hit the bone. Yeah. This is our first time meeting Mikhail. We'd seen him before. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite little characters on Lost. He rules. When he said he was a Dharma, Dharma initiative guy, mm-hmm. I didn't expect he was a secret other. Like, I feel like you would have to have... Saeed's just, like, complete detail-oriented, like, superhuman presence of mind to know that. Um, yeah. But I would, if he's Dharma, then he's dead by the end of the episode because, again, if you have a real Dharma person there, like, they're going to have to, like, reveal a lot. So mm-hmm. I feel vindicated that he wasn't. So one thing I will say here is that this was something that I remember being talked about at the time as them, the producer, sort of, like, priming the pump for the audience to know when something was something to pay attention to. This idea of there was a purge is something to, like, that's... I wouldn't necessarily take it for granted that he was just making up stories. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I was interested in everything he shared, you know, especially, like, they were here a very long time before we, yeah. we, we were, which I think, I think the working theory is that somehow maybe through time travel, became white natives on this island. <laughs> like, and I'm so here for it. Okay. I can't wait. Um, yeah, so that's another reason I love this episode. You do get sort of like a good bit of mythos and, uh, and lore, if you will, mm-hmm. um, in terms of seeing a new, a new Dharma station, learning that it used to be able to contact the outside world until the sky turned purple, Finding out about this idea of the purge and this conflict between the others and Dharma, um, pretty cool. Like an episode that really sort of, I think, changes the place of where Lost is and like puts puts a, a new sort of element to the story. Um, yeah, in terms of like the story of the island overall. And we get we get a new Henry, and of course, you know, I don't expect him to take Henry's place as <laughs> the others captive, but I'm always happy to have one. You know. Yeah, that's true. I'm not going to uh, say no to that. And we get a new pet, right? Does, uh, does the dog get a friend? Oh, no, I don't think we ever see the cat again. Oh, fuck. <laughs> the oh man. I guess it's, yeah, I guess it was probably an evil cat if it was one of the, the others. <laughs> it belonged to Mikhail. He used that language of the hostiles. Did we first hear that coming from Rousseau? No. Um, the first time we heard the word hostiles, actually, was Desmond. Oh, okay. So De- Desmond, when he was in the hatch, in his, in his flashback episode at the end of last season, mm-hmm. 
he said to someone on the island, I forget who, he said, oh, you're going out there with the hostiles. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also we saw in his flashback, we saw Kelvin say to him, do you want to go out there with the hostiles? No, you stay here. Oh, okay. Um, so it cl- clearly uh, Bakunin, which, god damn it. <laughs> yeah. uh, clearly he had done his homework uh, to like pass as a like kind of former Dharma convincingly, you know, yeah. I, th- I think right now we, we have to entertain the possibility that in, excuse me, in the lost universe, philosophers never happened because no one is like, Hey, Mikhail Bakunin. <laughs> <laughs> no one says, you know, like a philosopher. Yeah. Bakunin's place. Uh, it's very cute. I'm sad to see it burn down. It, 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 I feel like it, you know the weathered wood probably had like a used West Elm couch in, in there. It's or, some apart apartment deco shit for sure. What I was thinking was that like, would you rather live in Mikhail's little farmhouse or would you rather live in the hatch? That's tough because obviously the farmhouse you'd have a better quality of life. However, the hatch goes back to deep like Dexter's lab fantasies of yeah. just like I want I want to. I want a secret place no one can come into. <laughs> That's <fair. laughs> no, no girls allowed. No anyone allowed. Clearly, the, clearly the farm would be more pleasant. Yeah, especially because you can probably watch TV and shit. Yeah. Right. They got a connection to the outside world. You get to milk the cow every day. <laughs> the cow every day. <laughs> Go about your business. Tend your crops. Ah, yeah. yeah. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, the raw, raw milk it tastes uh, tastes grassy, tastes nutty. You're you're a big milk boy. Yeah, more Mormon culture. Yeah, a <laughs> big milk boy. <laughs> that's that's, what, that's put, what you are. Put that on my Tinder bio. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we should talk about the the Mrs. Clue of it all. Um, yeah, her getting getting a couple in the gut. Yeah, um, bye. Bye bye. I guess the scary thing about uh, the others is that they're they're true believers, you know. Yeah. I suppose the logic there was we are outgunned in this moment, uh, so if they're going to try and torture me and get stuff out of me, just kill me now. Yeah, uh, I will say. Did you look up the English translation of the Russian dialogue? Oh shit, no. All right, so here's what I'll, I'll read to you. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, the first line is Mrs. Clue. The second line is Mikhail, and they go back and forth. Mikhail, Mikhail, you know what to do. Mikhail, we still have another way out. Clue, we cannot risk it. You know the conditions. Mikhail, there is another way. Clue, they captured us. We do not let them, we will not let them get into the territory. Clue, you know what to do. That's an order. Mikhail, we still have another way. Clue in English, just do it, Mikhail. Forgive me. All right. So that is interesting. You know, this idea, like you said, that the others will literally die to protect the territory whatever that is mm-hmm. i love the the little like very like campy turn that mikhail takes when he is acknowledging that they both know you know he's not a dharma but like why do we insist on playing this game yeah yeah that was fun bad bond imi- bad bond villain imitation but yeah i, I love it i love i love the whole of mikhail's character he's so fun he's so- he's a saucy boy yeah, you're a milk boy, and he's a softy boy. A big milk boy. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> there has to be... I, I love that uh, blooper clip you sent me. Oh, yeah. 
Well, if there's anyone else here, they're hiding pretty good. I, I checked every nook and cranny. Not every nook and cranny, John! <laughs> good God, Holmes! I wish I had more leave to search around for more of those without uh, coming across spoilers, because that, that was so much fun. I, uh, I'll, I'll hunt down the, the little guys for us. I assume those are DVD extras? Yeah. Had you watched those before? Do you, yes. own, you own all the DVDs, yeah, I, of course. I did, I did at some point. I don't think yeah. I have them anymore. So that, that's an interesting point, to, to talk about sort of Lost Place in the culture. I think of Lost as one of the shows that really was like the king of the TV and DVD era. Like, it was a show that, you know, its ratings were pretty good, but it sold tons of DVDs from people who, you know, couldn't, couldn't commit to every Thursday at 8, um, you know, back in the time when you had to watch TV at the same time, the time it was on, but would, like, watch it on DVD. Um, so I think that, like, it's, it's one of those classic, like, dorm room DVD collections. So, like, people, yeah. I'm sure I did this, fucking display my lost DVDs as, like, a, a sign of my love of my taste or whatever. It's, it very much speaks to that era of television consumption. Hey, you're you're talking to someone who has uh, seven volumes of Berserk on the shelf now, so <laughs> yeah, not, nothing wrong with that. Um, so yeah, I've watched most of the of the DVD extras from all of these six um, DVD sets. Uh, there are some good ones. It's not it's not the best bonus content you'll ever see. Have you watched the show all the way through with the commentary? No, I've not watched a ton of commentaries. Seems like it'd be mostly kind of tiresome. Yeah. Know. Lindelof and Q's are not Whedon, they're not Kevin Smith, but they're too close to listen to talk <laughs> for too long at this time. Some actors in there on each one. Um, maybe maybe in 10 years when you're due for a rewatch, that'll be yeah, the time. I could do it though. 10 years, I'll, I'll be rewatching this before then, baby. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gotta get my lost rewatch in. Yeah, anything else about the, the Mikhail... While they had this captive and were searching for another, other Locke was gaming. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was on the computer playing chess. That is true. He literally abandons his one job to game and he ends up with a knife at his throat. Yeah, he's missing, missing that spider solitaire. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, he would be a spider solitaire guy. <laughs> Let's see. Interesting the different options that Dharma had plugged in there. Yeah. Initiate uh, a pallet drop. Mm-hmm. We saw a pallet drop. Of course, those are still, yeah, those are still coming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that feels like about it. So let's do the beach plot. We don't need to talk about all of it, like, you know, scene by scene or anything. But first off, very funny that Nikki and Palo were there. Yeah. <laughs> that, that who are you to Nikki yeah. from Sawyer. That was perfect. Oh. That was a microcosm of why, for me, this is a perfect little fun beach B or I guess C plot is it's a it's just self aware enough you know yep. because of course it's about Sawyer having nicknames for everyone and you know of course he he gets to do the who are you that's great mm -hmm. which I think was also the show acknowledging that it didn't make sense that Nikki and Paolo were here all of a sudden yeah yeah them saying this is fucking weird Sawyer Sawyer looking good here with. With a little ponytail on back, he's just looking a little lovelorn. Yeah, no, I, I kind of, I kind of dig the way he's he's pulling it off right now. I think he looks very, uh, very cool, almost Shakespearean. Yeah, I, I like him as a sad boy. I think. Yeah. Sad about Kate. 
Yeah, but of course, of course, he gets he gets beat. And, yeah, uh, Hurley being good at ping pong, very funny to me. Very just like in character. Like we know that he also. I mean, Hurley is is a gamer too, but he only plays uh, games you can play in mental institutions because we know he also is a, a backgammon enters backgammon tournaments. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel like Hurley is all is all card games and ping pong. I. I in my mind, you know, we know what the Olympic ping pong players look like, but I feel like the second best players are as fat as Hurley. <laughs> just a feeling I have, you know? Great, just little pure fun beach business is what they used to call it sometimes. Yeah, uh, beach business, just, I like it. Just, just, just the whole gang hanging out. You know, they, you could, you could, this scene could take place in like the basement of a McMansion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some fun nicknames before he gets banned from them. Call yeah, Crouching Grim- Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Uh, Grimace and Avalanche, both for Hurley. <laughs> yeah, season three, maybe maybe picking up steam. Maybe a little steam in the steam in the tank. It is definitely picking up steam. Um, though I will say, the next episode, it's not bad, but it is a Claire episode. <laughs> oh shit. Um, I, f- I keep forgetting about Claire. Yeah, that's her. Fair. She's she's not been in this season much. Yeah, I don't really have much to do with her, but she does get an episode. Claire episodes are never the best, but there's some fun stuff in this episode. It's not it's not all bad. Where's my baby? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is pretty much all Claire does is shout about the baby. Yeah, well, and go Charlie. But yeah, what else are you going to shout about, you know? It's true. And then after that, there's one more that's really good. It's a lock episode. But then after that, the fucking Nikki and Powell episode. We're so Nikki close. Nikki and Powell. We're so close. Um, and the, the one after this is a lock episode. It rolls to. Um, that's awesome. So the Claire episode is not, you know, it's good. It's not locked at its best. But uh, after that, there's a fucking run of great episodes. So eat. So we'll get there. Um, if you like us, uh, tell people about us. Have uh, your friends listen to us. You keep listening to us. Um, and we will talk with you guys next week. See All you. right.